Hey, Sharon again. So if you're here at segment two, I'm thinking you've already listened to the first piece of this conversation I have with Penny Tompkins and James Lawley. This segment is about ten and a half minutes. James and Penny go quite deeply into working with metaphor and the difference that makes for people and organizations. So enjoy the next ten and a half minutes, and we'll see you soon for segment three. Okay, to continue from the last segment, um, Penny and James are going to talk a bit about metaphor, um, the complexity that they hold um, of the experience, the thinking, and also the structural dynamics of how um, symptoms and systems aren't necessarily two things, but they're structurally similar. So Penny, could, could you tell us a little bit more about, um, like in an individual, that example uh, that you gave in the last segment, um, about personal metaphor and the complexity that it holds for us? Yes, of course. Uh, a metaphor is not the same. There's a two-ness to metaphors. Uh, there's the metaphor and there's what it represents. And there is a structural similarity between those two. Often metaphors are embodied for one thing, but even if you just take it intellectual and logically, then there is a similar structure between a person's construct, a person's metaphorical experience and what they're describing. So the client in the hammock was laying there comfortably and things were piling up around him that he, he didn't like, but knew he should get up and clear. So that is a similar structure to needing to do regular exercise, but instead being comfortable, well, he wasn't comfortable because his back kept hurting, but he was more comfortable than the experience of doing the exercises. So there's that structural similarity Uh, that means that metaphor makes perfect sense. So inherently, when we hear a metaphor, it isn't just a turn of phrase, it is the exact representation of what an individual is experiencing. And that is why metaphors are so profound, both on an individual or at a systemic level. It is the inherent logic. Yeah, I mean, because when you when you talk about a hammock and then you revealed that it was his back that made actually that even for me that made perfect sense like the back is the hammock for the body yes um, and and what we're doing when we're think about our posture on a couch you know we're hammocked out right mm-hmm. <laughs> so okay. that's so that's so cool and and everybody everybody might describe it differently like it might not be a hammock for somebody else right what no, uh, what's really the thing to remember about working with metaphor is the metaphor will inform you more important it will inform the client or the individual how they are doing their internal experience in relation to whatever they're describing. It's the how they do it inside their head and mind and body. Yeah, so the how versus the why. Yeah. And, um, and even if it doesn't make sense to us, perhaps as a facilitator, it always makes sense to the client. Yes. And, and so we can use those metaphors as like kind of the logic of the how it works, like how a hammock works. We all know something as simple as that. We can. Super. That's brilliant. Um, and 
And James, um, could you talk a little bit about uh, how this might work with larger systems, um, uh, like businesses and or even how we think about metaphor? So the interesting thing is, um, if, if we take these two domains, these two areas of physical health and organizational, um, how organizations work. And when I say organization, it, to me that, that can be a couple, they're an organization, a team is an organization, a family is an organization of parts, all the way up to a multinational organization. Um, so all of those, to me, uh, I put under the heading that they're individuals organized for, for some purpose or in some way. And um, it's not obvious why health and the way organizations structure themselves should be anything uh, in any way the, the same. But let's have a look at these examples that I've found. So let's take this example the battle against dementia. So it's a metaphor of a battle in the context of a health issue. Let's take this next, that was in the independent newspaper, let's take this next example. Okay, this is in the Phoenix Business Journal, several ways to beat your competition. The metaphor there is beat. So this is a, a competition that maybe it could either be a race or a fight or something where you can beat um, your competition. How to spot and treat a heart attack. Now this is an interesting one because many people not, might not, because the word heart attack is such a common expression in the medical world, might not realize that actually that's a, meta, a, a, a battle metaphor or an attack metaphor. What's actually being attacked? Well, it's like the heart's being attacked, but by what? It's still a metaphor. And then this one, 10 ways Google is trying to kill Microsoft, where quite clearly some kind of fight or warm metaphor is going on here. So we've got this effectively the same kinds of metaphor being used in all four of those examples. And so... The interesting thing is, if the same metaphors can be used for a physical individual person's health and for an organization's strategy for trying to kill the competition um, or to beat um, your big rival, then what it tells us is that the way they're being looked at has some similarity because the same metaphor is used in each case. And consequently, what that allows us to do is to, know, is to know what we know in one domain and to take it across to another. So, so it allows us to go, well, what do we know about health and healing and well-being and getting over illnesses in a physical, human, individual domain? And how might that be applied in an organizational or group family domain? But it works the other way around as well. How does organizations improve and get better and deal with difficulties and crises? Maybe that can be mapped across into an individual's circumstances. So it's the metaphor that provides the bridge between those two domains and allows us to work with both or either.
So that's that's pretty powerful that these domains are using such similar metaphorical logic. Um, So I can see how finding other metaphors that describe our experience in both those domains could make a a huge difference. And and in both cases, the the metaphor is says more about the person or at least as much about the person who is using the metaphor as it does about the structure of the organization or, or the symptom. It's a perspective. Yeah. It's a looking at the world. It's a way of making sense of the world. And as a result of that, it's, that determines the decisions we make. It determines, in the case of the, the, um, the guy with the bad back pain, it was determined whether he did his, his exercises or not. In, a, or in an organization, it might determine uh, whether you go down one strategic route or another. Um, so the, the, although metaphors um, are very subjective, they have a huge influence on the kind of decisions and the kind of ways we make sense of the world. I was just I was just thinking I can see how this even goes up a level to the social metaphors we use to describe our society and what's happening in our society. And it it we were talking earlier and I was kind of I kind of tease about this reference about triggers and you know and the occurring violence around the world especially gun violence and how but triggers is uh, the most popular word in psychology for things that prompt behavior or internal experience. Uh, you know, and, and uh, trigger is a, is a mechanical metaphor because if you press the trigger, we know what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not, you don't get variation as a general rule. You know, if we're going to use the triggers on a gun, there are other kind of triggers, but if we use a trigger on a gun, you know, you know that most of the time the gun is, is going to fire. Um, but actually, think, things like humans and things like organizations actually are not mechanical things and so one of the problems with using a metaphor like that is it limits our thinking to mechanical things and therefore limits the way we try to solve those problems to mechanical solutions and when you're dealing with an organic thing like a human or a social thing like an organization, you can really limit the way you think about them if you adopt a mechanical metaphor. But as you say, it's very, very common.